Congressperson Ryan Webb announced publicly on social media that he now, now identifies as a lesbian woman of color. If he were serious, I'd sing his praises. But instead, I know better. In none of my jobs in the last 21 years, and that is many, many jobs, would I have been permitted to mock and disrespect my customers. And if that were true, we would all be proud of you, and no one would be denying your right to do such things and to identify by your heritage. But your open mockery of these communities is insane. In order to demand for the resignation of Ryan Webb, the posts Mr. Webb made on April 12th were offensive on many, on many levels. After hearing these complaints, Ryan Webb responded. I'm being dead serious. You don't get to question me. You do not get to require proof from me. You were part of the movement to help establish these rules and set the bar. Touche, Councilman. Touche. I am offended. That hurts my feelings. But no, seriously, he's 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 right. You know, that's been the narrative. You know, if if somebody believes that that is what they are, then you cannot question it and you must accept it. And how many jobs do you think that lady had in 21 years? Because she was like, I've had many. Believable. But anyways, anyways, welcome to another episode of a couple of Hoosiers podcast. I'm your host. Ricky Kurtz. I'm your co-host, Charlie Goldsmith. And boy, do we got a good show for you guys today. Let's uh, throw some fireworks, you know. Yay, fireworks. Fireworks are fun. Kind of yep. dangerous, and that's why we like them. Here, let me go ahead. It's and always go. great to be blowing shit up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Stream looks good. Stream looks good. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Let's go ahead and cut that. Off, get that out of here. A waste of flesh. I agree. Oh, but yeah. So it just came out that Indiana Republicans have uh, got done with the new state budget, and they have completely gotten rid of all the funding that is going to the Kinsey Sex Institute down in uh, Indiana University. Right so, on. There's a win. Definitely a win. Indiana Republicans have been doing. Doing some doing some good things this year. Doing some good things. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. You know, I usually I usually talk a lot of crap about Republicans being a whole lot of talk, but you know, they're they're getting some stuff done and I, I, I can appreciate it. So we gotta we gotta talk about it and all that stuff. Most but, politicians uh, are all talk. Yeah. Yeah. But uh let's go ahead and run this ad real quick and we will Begin the episode because that's what we do. Just run the ad. <laughs> so, a couple of Hoosiers podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, pretty much anywhere that you get your podcast. We do a live stream show on Rumble every Wednesday and Saturday. Be sure to follow the channel. That way, you can stay up to date and get notifications when we go live. Uh, we also have a Substack, cohpodcast.substack.com. You can get everything from there, especially all the blogs that I write. They're pretty good. Go check them out. Let me get back to this. Yeah. Awesome. Also, I want to let people know um, I, uh, I did uh, something a little different with all the links. Uh, I, I found this wonderful place where I can, like, just put all the links down it's uh called link tree i got that down in the description i'll show you guys what it looks like but yeah you can just go to here and 
It's literally got all of our links and every place that you can follow us. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I like it. I like it. You know, easier than having to put every single link for everything that we're on on there because that, that, I don't like it. It's tedious. Tedious and I don't like it and it just fills up a lot of, a lot of space. A lot of space. That like looks it. a lot more convenient. It, it, it definitely is. Definitely is. I like it. I like it. But uh, yeah, let's uh, start, let's start uh, watching some stuff because that's what we do. There's some, uh, some funny things going on in the country these days and I like to talk about it, especially with our military. You know, having a good, strong, solid military is a very important thing. You know, I'm I'm not very pro-war. I'd rather us not be in all these little wars that we're in, like over in Ukraine. But, uh, no, I agree. I think our troops should be right here depend, defending our borders, you know. And unless somebody you know, goes to war with us, we shouldn't have boots on the ground in any other country for any reason. But it is very important for us to have a strong military. A good, yeah, a good military. But what's going on with this video? Let's check it out. Why'd you join the Marines? Bitch, I don't fucking know. Why'd you join the Marines? I don't even know. Bruce, why'd you join the Marines? For the hoes, baby. Get them bitches. Why'd you join the Marines? I joined the Marines to have my hair in a bun 24-7 and get up at 5 a.m. every day. <laughs> Why'd you join the Marines? Why'd you join the Marines? Because I was stupid. Why'd you join the Marines? To get out of my house. Why'd you join the Marines? Why'd you join the Marines? Why'd you join the Marines? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Why'd you join the Marines? Why'd you join the Marines? Money. <laughs> Jones, why'd you join the Marine Corps? Stupid. <laughs> why'd you join the Marines? Because I'm an idiot. Winthrop, why'd you join the Marines? Nita, why'd you join the Marines? <laughs> That's all you wanted? Yeah. Oh, Deli, why'd you join the Marines? Which I don't know. <laughs> what even is that? Song, why'd you join the Marines? I don't even know what this fucking point, bro. <laughs> Wait, why'd you join the Marines? Okay, I think we get the idea. I think we get the idea. What happened to the time in which people were proud to be in the Marines? What 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 I am I what I'm really proud of is that you know we we've gone so far with feminism to the point where we just have all these wonderful women that are ready to you know die on the front lines protecting us. Feminism. I don't know if I'd want them protecting us, man. I, I I'm pretty sure the uh, the uh, guys' quarters isn't any better. They probably just as hopefully they're not busy hacking their shit off, man. <laughs> well, when you look into what they're uh, what they're learning about over there, it's they, they 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 might be, but you know. Anyways, anyways. I, I saw this video and like a, a, a lot of a lot of talk has been surrounding this whole Bud Light issue and it's actually been doing pretty good. Bud Light lost a lot of money and I just read an article uh, earlier today that Bud Light actually had to start like you know they they had so much beer that nobody was buying that they started you know giving it away for free to their employees. 
But I saw this video and it, it's funny, so we're gonna watch it. Let's let's check it out. <sighs> so many options. Yeah, I agree. They were proud then. Yeah, I don't really let the politics affect me. I, you know, I've been drinking it my whole life, and it hasn't changed me. So respectful. That makes sense. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I could have stopped laughing when I saw that. That was just great. But no, I mean, uh, is that the right button? Yeah, cool. But yeah, that, yeah, that 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 that's a pretty interesting topic there because I know there there was a there was a bit of uh, some other controversy where uh, Trump Jr. came out and he was like, "You guys, we got to stop the boycott because Anheuser Busch donates a lot of money to the GOP, and you know we need we we need that money, so you know Darn just it. just toss your morals." And standards to the side, and you know we need that money. And people were I like, uh, "More of a beer company, dude." Do what? You guys make beer. Stay the hell out of politics. Uh, donors, donors, those big corporate donors. We are what the normal people drink to forget about politics for a time. <laughs> True. True. But yeah, got one more for you guys. So last last episode on saturday i we had shown a video of a of a wonderful woman who is so proud of putting a chip in her arm because it just makes Mm. everything so convenient (laughs) true but uh but she 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 thought it was real convenient you know having all of her money and all of her medical records and being able to like you know lock her house and all that stuff It, it was so convenient well, she has an update on her uh, little story. Let's check it out. Love it. Government has frozen my bank account and it could freeze yours too. You have to listen to my story quick and fast because time is running out. A few days ago, I made a post on social media about a danger of having a chip implanted in my arm. I thought I was exercising my right to free speech. This morning I woke up only to find that the video I posted was gone and it was just the beginning of the nightmare. As I was trying to pay for my coffee, the microchip in my arm stopped working. I couldn't even pay for anything. And when I got back to my apartment, it locked me out too. Everything was in there, including my cat Misty. This is why I posted this no, video as a warning and a plea for help. Help. Well, my only advice I could give to her is not to get the damn chip in the first place. Beta is right. <laughs> oh, I love uh, this picture right here. So many esoteric symbols all around us that we just, you know, casually ignore. I don't give them a dime either, Bob. Hey, that couple of them look awful familiar, like from our money. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Only Weird. on the money, the tip of the pyramid is separated. Hmm. Interesting stuff, interesting stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, that whole that whole chip business is it's really weird. I I I read I I can't remember when the uh, when the report was done, but they were saying around fifty thousand people had agreed to put a chip in their body. Not never, dude. Not never. Like that's that's why. Uh, like I'm I I I'm. 
I'm a bit confused with the whole Elon Musk thing. Like everybody's like, oh yeah, he's he's promoting free speech on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but you know, he still has Neuralink, and you know, he's admitted that he's like very much a uh, post-humanist who thinks that we need to like upgrade the human race and. I mean, it's cool that he like thinks that we do need more people. He's very, he's very pro babies. I think all of us would think it would be badass to have bionic legs or bionic arms, but that that shit should be reserved for the people that lose those. You know, true. He just, yeah, he's like, Neuralink is really weird. I, I, I mean, they're they're passing it off right now as it's gonna like help with like people with like paralysis. Yes, they are all dumbasses. (laughs) But uh. Like they're they're passing it off as you know, it's gonna help with like medical stuff and all that stuff. But then also, like the the cool part about it is like you can like control your technology around you. Like if you think about a song that you want to listen to, it's there. And see, that would be scary for certain minds. You know what I mean? <laughs> very true. Very true. But uh, one more thing before we start getting into the topics. I wanted to talk about this since we're on the whole uh, Indiana thing. I saw this uh, pop up on uh, my um, on my uh, news notifications and stuff like that on my phone. And I'm like, why is Indiana still doing this? Why are we still playing Pandemic? <laughs> wow. Coronavirus. In two latest. weeks. Get the shot now. Fuck off. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah, they're... Oh, here. A total of 886,734 Hoosiers have received the most recent booster shot through Tuesday. Yeah. It's all, yep. It's it's all, it's all about, hey, you got to go, got to go get that. Got to go get that stabby jabby. Yep. Go get the murder jab. True. True. Uh, boom. But yeah, let's uh, let's uh, talk about this whole whole Kinsey thing. You know what? No, I want to I want to talk about uh, that uh, first video of the the councilman who's coming out as a a, a trans woman of color because it's hilarious and and like it, it's gotten a lot of a lot of a attention because you know they're they're just seething and they're so mad about it and oh my gosh it's so horses alphabet activists yeah. again I, I i use i use uh this website a lot the federalist.com check them out they write a lot of really good articles and yeah that is a wonderful title white man calling himself a lesbian indian forces alphabet activists to turn on their own talking points because yeah it it it, it, it really does uh go strictly against their narrative the way that they're you know handling this so this guy uh ryan webb is a uh delaware county councilman not sure where that's at in indiana no clot shot for me no effing way yeah (laughs) amen to that some of the things i've seen autopsists uh, morticians, yeah, I think that's their name, right? Those kind of people. Yeah, pull. I've watched quite a few videos of them pulling shit out of veins of dead people. Yeah. That are just, yeah. Okay, Not even but- blood clotted. It's like 
stringy plastic looking shit. Right. It's gross. And I don't Very want gross. it in me. I don't want and not it natural. No. Okay, so um Republican Delaware County Councilman Ryan Webb ignited local outrage at a public council meeting last week after he declared himself an American Indian woman with a Facebook post three weeks ago. It is with great relief that I announce to everyone that I identify as a woman, and not just any woman, but as a woman of color as well, Webb wrote. I guess this will make me a gay lesbian as well since I am attracted to women. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, residents lined up at the count, uh, county council's hearing on Tuesday to demand Webb resign. How dare you? Oh, wait, where is it? How dare you? There we go. <laughs> Damn it, Greta. Damn it, Greta. I feel that he, he basically made a hate speech in this post, said one constituent named Mary Stilts in the eastern Indiana city of Muncie. He has created some hate and discord and divide with the transgender population here. And there's that video from the beginning. And they're just they're just so mad. They're so angry. His comments are disgraceful. They fall below our expectations of an elected official whose job it is to represent all of his constituents. <laughs> he went on to say, if you're sensitive, if you're triggered... Maybe you should walk out because what I do is I give it straight and unfiltered, Webb said. Gender, gender identity is one's personal sense of one's own gender. It doesn't have to be affirmed by anyone. It's absolutely wonderful. You don't get the question I personally identify. It's a polymer, not a blood clot. Whatever it is, I don't want it inside of me, and I will do whatever it takes to not have that happen. But let's go ahead and uh, watch this uh, news get report the shot. about it. Don't get the shot. You'll be good. True. True. A councilman is coming out as a transgender, as transgender and a woman of color. Delaware County Councilman Ryan Webb announced that he now identifies as an Indian American woman. Since that announcement, he's received some support, but a lot of backlash, many calling him childish, despicable, even calling for things like execution. In a statement Webb gave to IT Mate, he says, quote, exactly, it is unfortunate well. that I cannot simply be given the same space and respect to explore my identity that so many of those targeting me demand for themselves. It's possible I may change my mind down the road. The process of identity exploration is complex, and oftentimes, at the end of our personal journey, we end right back where we started. Webb goes on to tell IT Mate, this is just his true, authentic self. Come on, man. <laughs> He's just Whoa. trying to be his true self, you know, live live, live his best life, as uh, as the, the kids like to say, you know, I don't, I don't really... I think he's I trying to make a mockery of the whole thing, and I love it because <laughs> it should be. See, and I, I I can respect that because if I if I were to ever uh, run for any political office, I I'd probably get ran out of town by uh, these crazy people. I would identify as a non-binary panda. Oh my gosh, and my I'm a pronouns turtle. would be it and whoa. 
No, I'm going to wear a carrot outfit. I'm a carrot. No, you should wear a carrot outfit and identify as a beat. I like it. That's even better. But all right, let's start getting uh, talking about uh, this Kinsey Institute. Because uh, if you guys go down in the video description, um, I covered uh, more about Kinsey in a previous episode. Uh, episode 38, The Diabolical Plot of Alfred Kinsey and John Money. These uh, two sick guys who have pretty much responsible for America's current state of affairs. The evolution. Sure, you could call it that. You could call it that. If I were to believe in evolution, I would definitely say that we are de-evolving. Let's go ahead and uh, check out this article. Digressing? Digress. I digress. So from the Herald Times, Indiana University President Condemns Defunding of Kinsey Institute by State Legislature by Rachel Smith. Oh, she looks like a wonderful person. Indiana University. Oh, I need to make it bigger. I can't read it. So, Indiana University President Pamela Witten has condemned recent legislation passing past prohibiting state dollars from going to the Kinsey Institute. The university's longstanding prominent research entity devoted to the study of human sexuality. Because, you know, that's... We we how however will we know how to have sex without scientists and lab coats, you know, studying it. I don't I don't think we could figure it out. <laughs> a guy identifies as a broccoli and I, wears a broccoli hat. <laughs> I I want to invite him on the show. <laughs> he better dress up as a broccoli though. Is his, is his name Brock for short? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job, Brock. Okay, so she said, as a premier research institution with a 200-year legacy of impact within our state and around the world, IU is firmly committed to academic freedom. Let us study what we want. The university is concerned that, the, that a provision singling out a specific research institute sets a troubling precedent with implications that could limit the ability of public colleges and universities to, to pursue research and scholarship that benefits people and improves lives, Witten wrote in a public statement released early Friday. Oh, they're so mad. They're so mad. They, they, they can't get those tax dollars to uh, fund their research. You know, it's it's a big problem. Big problem. You know, I, I would assume that they charge enough for the people that are going to the school to get, like, some useless, like, gender degree or woman's study, whatever the hell they're doing there. I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot of people coming out of these universities with not a lot of skill. Not a lot of skill. Seems like a I'll have to say the problem started when they started funding this shit, not... That they, you know. Um. So here's a here's a little thing down here that I wanted to touch on. Kinsey collected survey data on sexual behavior from more than eighteen thousand participants, including responses from pedophiles. This has led some critics to accuse him of encouraging sexual experimentation on children. There has not been any evidence produced to support this claim, and no related criminal charges have been brought against Kinsey. 
who died in 1956. So yeah, that's that's like a, a, a big thing with this guy. Why a lot of people don't like him is because a lot of his uh, studies had to do with, you know, child sexuality at a, at a very young age. And he was he was interviewing known pedophiles. Well, I feel the next step with what they're doing now, and it's already started in some places, is pedophilia, legalized pedophilia, dude. And and we're gonna get into a bit of the 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 history because like I feel like a lot of people think that this is like a, a new phenomenon. Like, you know, a lot of people like just look at the now and don't know a lot about like history. But we're gonna look into it. It's 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 interesting. But yeah, so now it's never been proven. And I don't even think like a lot of people that were coming after him were even saying that he himself was a pedophile. Possibly. But, you know, like, like, like ow, that hurt. That mic is so sensitive. Like you touch anything and it just like rings my ears. I'm going to mute you. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so like a lot, a lot of his research was around that, and we'll get into it in a little bit on some of this stuff. But yeah, you just you found the video. We might, I might have to pull this up. Let me see. Oh my gosh! Yes, we are watching this. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> um, here I'm gonna have to. Uh, that way you can hear it. Have to switch things up real quick. Uh, window. Man identifies as broccoli. No, Brave Tab. I can't find it. Share. Can you see it? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go over here. Hopefully you can hear it. Do you identify as broccoli? Or? I, I am Mr. Broccoli, yes. Yes, that's right, please. Um, Do you have another name or not? No, Mr. Broccoli is... That's me. it. Yeah. You that's don't it. go about your daily business as a piece of broccoli. I've always been a piece of broccoli. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, what, so do you have a job? <laughs> uh, I just grow. <laughs> that that is That is hilarious. I... I, I do appreciate that. That that was awesome. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, let me get you back to seeing everything. Boom. And you were able to hear it, Charlie? Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. His only job is to grow. Only job. That's a that's that's a kick ass job. I mean, sometimes I feel like that's that's my only job some days because things slow right now and I just feel like I'm just sitting there. Or you know, I'm 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 almost at the halfway point, so I might be shrinking, which is a problem because I'm already a short shit. Pretty short, yeah. <laughs> but anyways councilman is coming oh, out no. as a transgender. It's funny, but we don't need to hear it again. Um yeah, here let's uh let's go ahead and take a look at this uh um uh news report from a local news station about the whole Kinsey Institute losing their funding. 
Hello, I'm Katherine Patterson. Lawmakers unveiled the state's new spending plan, which prohibits state funding to the Kinsey Institute. Good. IU President Pamela Witten responded, saying the specific funding cut, quote, sets a troubling precedent with implications that could limit the ability of public colleges and universities That's to pursue research and scholarship that benefits people and improve lives, end quote. The House approved the amendment 53 to 34. It is unclear what IU's response to the funding cut will be. Republicans hailed the 2023 legislative session as one that saw generational investments in education, health care, and economic development. Democrats wonder how much more could and should have been done, including overfunding to private schools. There's a lot of counts like that that are going to keep popping up year after year oh, after year wonderful. until the voters in the state of Indiana decide no more. Some Republicans said the biggest win for Hoosiers is the work lawmakers did to try to lower health care costs. The governor will finish signing the bills of the 2023 session into law in the coming days. So, yeah, that, that was uh, it was. Um, it was a, uh, a news channel that they do at the University of Indiana. So hmm. interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah, that. Uh, uh, I already forgot his name, but yeah, he's a Democrat down in uh, Indianapolis, and yeah, I've heard him speak on several things. I don't like him. Big time progressive. As you guys have seen, if you've been following the channel, we got a bit of a uh, uh, progressive infestation going on in the state, and it's, it's annoying. Shit in the country, country, the world. Um. I wanted to see if there was anything else from this article that I wanted to touch on. Yeah, I know they're a legal team. Yeah, here, we'll talk about this real quick. So the IU legal team is looking into the impact. As Pierce noted, this does boil down to a bookkeeping update for the university. Because, yes, yeah, uh, the Kinsey Institute doesn't receive direct funding from the state budget. Instead, a lump sum is given to the university, which can then distribute the state dollars across its various system and entities because, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big place. However, this funding does come with some conditions, which now includes this new restriction. So, yeah, they're still going to be giving money to the school because for some reason we give money to colleges. I'm sure that's what we want for our state dollars to do. But they have a stipulation, you know, you guys can get this money, but, you know, don't, don't, don't spend it on any, you know, weird sex research that you guys have been known to do. Yeah. Research grants in private. Well, the yeah. university's legal team is now in the process of reviewing the potential impact and ensuring state law compliance. Witten noted IU is committing committed to the ongoing crucial research and robust scholarship conducted by IU facility and the Kinsey Institute. In an expanded letter to the university faculty and staff, Witten said the majority of the Kinsey Institute's funds funding already stems from research grants and private philanthropic support. But the university will continue to support additional efforts to retain its current level of funding. You know, I, 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 I've read that uh, George Soros is a big time uh, uh, philanthropic. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of philanthropic people out there. Of, can't think of the actual word 
philanthropist or whatever. I, I don't care. He's, you know, he he's a guy that likes to like you know spend his his billions of dollars on you know weird stuff like you know. And it is philanthropist. Philanthropist. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm retarded. Leave me alone. I mean, you're not but, wrong. Uh, here, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, or you know what? I want to I want to take a look. I found this uh, this book that um, Mr. Kinsey had wrote, and some of the stuff in it is just just weird. So the the book is titled "The Sexual Behavior in the Female in the Human Female" by Alfred C. Kinsey and others in 1998. So this is probably just a bunch of work that. Uh, got compiled all together but they give you a 92 page preview of it and there i i, I noticed yeah, 92 that. pages worth of shit to speak on this huh i no i i, I just want to take a look at the table no i mean like they had well actually the first four pages ain't shit most of it like is probably okay so um yeah so scope of the study uh, historical background, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Sexual education of children, sexual problems of unmarried youth, social control of sexual behavior, the incidence of sex offenses, the sex offender, effect of sex law, the protection very of true, individuals. Very true. Very true. Epstein. Epstein was a donor. Very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, there he was definitely a contributor to the sick part of our society, See, that's we, for sure. If we go down here into section four, this is now of course this is past the preview and you can't preview these, these I don't even I don't even like those in the same damn sentence. Pre adolescent and orgasm. Those are two things that should never go together. Well well we're we're gonna take a look at uh, one one of Kinsey's chart and uh Pre, yeah, see, just look at all pre-adolescent this response, nature of pre-adolescent orgasm, accumulative incidences. What the? Yeah, pre-adolescent contacts with adult males. This is science, guys. Science. You know, we we gotta we this, this our our state dollars need to fund this. Incidence of frequency of contact with adults, adult partners, nature of contact with adults, significance of adult contacts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, and then they got to talk about masturbation because they they're and look how look how much and look how many pages they have for her. Jesus. For that, like how, uh, degenerates, filthy degenerates, nocturne. What is that? Premarital petting? Maybe another word for grooming. <laughs> Techniques and petting. Simple kissing. Deep kissing. Breast stimulation. Mouth. What the? F- Sick, sadistic MFers. Oh, my God. Premarital coitus. And see, this is this is one of my problems with the whole transgender thing is, like I said before, legal pedophilia heading that direction. You know, what's next? Oh, my God. We already have same-sex couples, same-sex what? marriages. Then it went into the whole transgender stuff. Animal contacts? Wow. 
Okay, before I need to grab a barf bag, we're going to go ahead and... Yeah, so, you know, that's... that's that, Here, let's... We need fireworks Head after that. Training 101, absolutely. This is why shit like this should not be in any kind of education. This is why I keep saying people should just pull their kids out if they're able and homeschool them from this point on. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, yeah... Like, this stuff is going on at the university, but the people that are, like, you know, going to these universities eventually usually go into, like... Well, just think about that, man. We've been talking about this being in elementary schools, in middle schools, in high schools, and it's in college. So, effectively, from the age of five years old, and if they go through college, anywhere from 22 to 24 years old, that's almost 20 years of being indoctrinated for pedophilia, uh, sexual misunderstanding, confusion, like manipulation. There's Definitely just, why are these people, these people should be in jail, dude. They, they, they should be somewhere that I'm not allowed to say on the internet because uh, I know who's listening. CIA, FBI, NSA. But let's go on NRA, because you know this this NBA, stuff. NBA, NFL. Oh, I'm sorry. Definitely the NFL. Definitely <laughs> the NFL. Let me pull this. Just got on a roll there and I couldn't stop. All all all, all those three letter uh, industries. We just need to shut them all down and go back. What about to, the NCAA? Damn it! Now we got to move into four letters. Shit, dude. We're we got we got a job on our hand. This is this is gonna take some time. ACLU. <laughs> 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 don't get me started with those bastards but but you know what before we before we move into uh where like the i because kinsey wasn't the first one spouting off all this stuff and doing all this stuff there was there were some pretty sick people before him and like this stuff goes like all the way back to like the 16th century and it it's pretty crazy, but I want to watch a uh, uh, a little clip uh, from back in, I think it was 91, the Phil Donahue show. There was a uh, woman, uh, um, I want to say her name is Judith Reisman. Possibly, I'll have to. Yeah, Judith, Judith Reisman. Uh, there was a whole interview. Uh, if you go back and watch episode 38, I went through more of the clips, but this was a clip that I wanted to uh, touch back on because it gets into like the whole debate of like, is what they're doing scientific or is it just goofy nonsense? Goofy nonsense. Goofy nonsense. But let's let's because what what really what I what I uh pointed on in episode 38 with this is like even back in like 91 like if you listen to some of the things that the people are saying and like the rhetoric that they're using it's very similar to like the things that we we are seeing today. I think like the only reason why people are so like tuned in is because we're connected with like the internet and we could spread information faster and faster and people are just seeing this every day and that's why so many people like like are just recognizing it now and hindsight is 2020 and just the unfortunate thing is there's a lot opposing that's out there too and a lot of people a lot more people than i i would think in a nation that we live in agree with this shit you know that's what's like repulsive and disgusting to me yeah yeah Let's go ahead and watch this. Uh-huh. Phil, you have some tables, don't you? You Phil, have some tables part, that show this, 24 hours around the clock. This is part of the smear. Judith Reisman has found nothing 
that every scholar who read the Kinsey reports for the last 50 years hasn't Penhouse read. Forum. It is because of her this. this it is because Forum. of her mind. It is because of her mindset. Could we see the tables? Yeah. And I actually have the tables that they're talking. Anybody as far yeah. as positive I'm concerned incest. who's writing about positive incest and defending the Kinsey Institute because the Kinsey Institute won't come here to defend them, though they though they got me off radio. And they tried to get me off all kinds of other shows. Yeah. Canceled they culture all the way back in the 90s. Richard E. Vats, Ph.D. Kindly keep your answers a little shorter, if you will, please. I'm here to represent the non-lurid interest group. Uh, you film. are, among other things, uh, associate psychology editor for USA Today magazine. Magazine, not the newspaper. It's an educational magazine. Right. One of the interesting things here, although I cannot adjudicate the factual disputes between the two sides on this, is that I think the Kinsey Institute opens itself to these kinds of attacks because it makes such a strong claim to being scientific. The survey they just, they just came out with, for example, claims to be a scientific measure of the basic sexual knowledge of the American people. Science. Now, there are some questions on there that lend themselves to some kind of scientific verification. But a tremendous amount of what they do, and by the way, this criticism was also made in the 48 and 53 studies, but it's also made now. A tremendous amount of what they do is simply not scientific. It doesn't deal with biological processes. It deals with behavior. So what? Psychological. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, uh, so what? my sense is that uh, we get into these uh, arguments about semantics because we're made uncomfortable by the, by the subject of the inquiry. Well, but let's, let's see if it is semantics. Let's see if there are consequences to the words we use. When you call something scientific, you are claiming that there's a certainty to it. There's also a claim that you should, you should have a silence because people should bend, they bend to what science says. I don't think that the Kinsey ever uh, claimed that, uh, that, that we should be silent. In fact, uh, but there's more than, uh, there, this has to do with a this has to do with accusation of criminal behavior, I, which right. is not provable. Which but is, I'm saying which, that the, to the extent to <laughs> which, and again, this is sort of throughout the, throughout yeah, the Kinsey Institute work, the yeah. extent to which they claim that their work is uniformly scientific is a claim that it is not open to reasonable criticism. Kinsey himself was very intolerant of any kinds of criticism. It's, I think, I well, think Dr. Reinish is very close to... I kind uh, of see him as a blood well, brother as a in that fact, sense, uh, his, myself. His Mr. biographer Kinsey recommended his by the Kinsey Institute book indicated he's intolerant right. are, to criticism. Are you there, caller? I'm glad you waited. <laughs> yes. Good. Um, I have, I Let have me interrupt you because I don't like what you're saying. That you're talking about. And I just want to know, why is it so important that we find out the sexuality of children at that age? Because sexuality Boom. begins in utero. That is what Calderon says. What do we mean? Everything begins in utero. Well, Reproduction begins in utero, yeah. for crying out loud. You don't what want us that to study mean? that, then? That's sex no. sexuality in utero? Uh-huh. Phil, I'd like... Uh well, tell me what's your laughing. How are we going to study sexuality in utero? Well, first of all, you can see the erection. That's what I, they tell me. What do me. we mean by an erection? I've seen what they call an erection. That uh -huh. depends on your but perception of what the is devil is an erection. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the guys in the lab coats tell me, so I, I'm sure that's 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 what they're doing. Now, um... At, no, he was... Donna, there, it goes further than that. Donna, he was for that agenda. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you, if you listen to, like the the rest of the the clips i yeah go back watch episode 38 i went through the whole thing but uh yeah like <sighs> oh if you peel into him man you'll you'll see some dark shit in his past too 
But uh, they were they were talking about uh, table thirty four at the beginning of that and uh, what that. I'll put it up right here. So, what table thirty four is? This this is from five months old all the way to ten years old, and it's tracking the number of orgasms and how much time was involved in it. So, if you look down here. Um, five months, three orgasms, time involved, who knows, 11 months, 10 orgasms, one hour, like just what the hell this, this is, this is, this is, uh, what, um, he, he had, uh, gathered the information that he has, uh, that's uh, the information that he gathered from uh, interviewing I believe pedophiles. he was, Bob. A cholo? Yeah, child molester. Oh. Well, cholo is different from a chomo. Cholo is a Mexican gangbanger. So so, I, so I've heard. I don't know. He, he might be. I don't know. I don't know about Mexican gangs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that... Yeah, that, that 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 table thirty four is. I mean, I'm no biologist, but I thought you couldn't really orgasm until after you hit puberty, which varies I, the, for every the, person. That that the confusing thing there is like because they're saying that like the Kinsey Institute didn't like do like they didn't record this stuff like they're saying like we didn't we didn't do anything with the kids like that wasn't us we interviewed pedophiles who apparently kept a stopwatch on them while they were i it it's oh it's also weird it's also disgusting weird. Disgusting and repulsive. And that was that was back in the fifties. That was back in the fifties. Let's go back further. Let's go. Let's time travel and go back to the uh, the the nineteen twenties. I believe that's when this was. But let's let's take a let's take a look at this guy. Uh, a lot of people probably haven't heard about this guy. Uh, his name is uh, Magnus Hirschfeld. He was over in Europe somewhere where wherever but this is the international socialist review early critic of homophobic repression back in 2014 so a decade before alfred kinsey founded the institute for sex research in the united states sexologist magnus hirschfield was dying in france where he was exiled after fleeing public death threats by the nazi government sounds bad until you like start looking into what he was doing I, I i i really don't like it when like i'm like hey the nazis did something good like that, <laughs> that troubles me that troubles me like yeah because well, yeah we'll get into it hirschfield was the founder of the institute for sexual research and an early pioneer in the field of sexology he was also a social democrat gay and jewish He was also, oh, no, in a new translation for Monthly Review Press, German researcher Ralph 
Doge argues convincingly that the origins of the gay liberation movement cannot be understood without the contributions of Dr. Magnus Hirschfeld. Doge details Hirschfeld's life, his legacy of activism, as well as his contributions to society's understanding of sexuality and gender. The biography is an important step in restoring Hirschfeld's place in the left's collective memory of struggle in the history of gender. thing to note with this guy is he was one of the the first people to uh start doing uh uh sex changes on people back 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 in the 20s so i mean if if you think about it i don't know when like plastic surgery started like really coming up but i don't think it was in the 20s so like if 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 you look into like how that was being done, it was really like some Frankenstein type stuff and like people died. Oh, dude, that just makes me cringe just thinking about somebody slicing into my junk. Yeah. yeah. Let alone choosing for it to happen. Yeah. But yeah, so this, this this was back in the beginning of the nineteen hundreds and it even goes back further, but um. Okay, so most readers in the United States will not have heard of Hirschfeld, whose legacy was purposely hidden and attacked by fascists. Born in 1868, the Pomeranian... Pa- Pomer- he Pomerania. was a Pomerania? <laughs> to a prominent Jewish family, he studied medicine in various universities around Germany in what is now Poland completing his medical degree in 1892. Early in his career, Hirschfeld separated himself from the dominant ideas of the medical establishment. What a rebel. He settled in Magdeburg and treated patients with naturopathy, which I think is like, you know, natural medicines and all that stuff, specializing in the use of hydrotherapy. This first foray into public activism, his first foray into public activism occurred when he spoke in favor of various aspects of the life reform movement or Lebensreform, whatever that German word is, which sought to remedy the worst effects of industrialization, industrialization on workers, though mostly by changing workers' behaviors rather, rather than their employers. Um. Yeah, this is this is this is where uh, starts getting weird. Hirschfeld's turn toward the study of gender and sexuality occurred decisively in 1897 when a patient killed himself just hours before he was supposed to be married. In a suicide note, he explained that he was gay and asked Hirschfeld to help educate the public about the plight of homosexuals. Weird. So, Hirschfeld, in turn, organized a scientific humanitarian committee, a group of scientists that lobbied to end the criminalization of male homosexuality, and later allied itself with radical feminists. Wow. When news law new laws targeted female homosexuality as well. Yeah, that's like that's like a big thing. Um, I noticed like a lot of people uh, when we talk about feminism and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, the feminists these days, you know, we don't like them. They're kind of angry. They hate guys. 
But, you know, the original feminists back in the early 1900s were, you know, they, they were just fighting for, you know, equal rights and all. No. No, they were all a bunch of crazy, crazy occultists who were out of their minds. And it's never been about equality. It has always been about smashing the gender roles. And this has always been the inevitable outcome of that feminist movement. Because even back then, this guy was back in the early 1900s and they're already calling them radical feminist it's crazy how long it's actually been going on if you really look uh, well I, I let me see if I can I want to touch on one more thing on this guy because there was something else that I saw in here but yeah just racism Oh yeah, he was a supporter of uh, eugenics. This is this is wonderful. So, despite Hirschfeld's encounters with an opposition to racism, Dose notes he also supported eugenics. Hirschfeld saw eugenics both as a way of empowering marginalized people to take control of their lives, and as a coercive option society should use to protect itself from sociobiological threats, mostly those with perceived intellectual disabilities who were thought to have a predisposition to criminality. Dost points out the obvious contradiction between Hirschfeld's anti-racism and his dabbling in eugenics, and that he could not come to terms with, uh, with the racial logic of eugenics, even as the Nazis fully embraced it. Well, he, he was kind of crazy. Social and sick. Democrat. Yeah. Social Democrat... <laughs> Very sick. Thought it. He's, he's crazy. So yeah, the the socialists like this guy because you know he's he was he was an innov, innovator, and they don't get into like all of his stuff with um. With the Can't sex stop. Just topper. said a few things there. Shalom Goyim. Transgenderism, abortion, pedestry, uh, pedestry, ancient Talmudic—is that what that is? Yeah, Talmudic practices modified for modern consumption. Yeah, the the Talmud stuff is is really fun. Shalom. Anyways, before we go down that rabbit trail. So this is this is uh this gets into more of the history and like where it all where it all really stems from uh but this is from PubMed Central how gender dysphoria and incongruence became medical diagnosis a historical review So this article is a historical review of the medical and psychiatric diagnosis associated with transgender people across epics Ancient Greek and Roman writings already mentioned mentioned gender change which they they weren't mes- mentioning gender change they were mentioning sex change and i i really i really don't like that word gender um i i think we should really embrace the fact that the left says that it is a social construct because if it is a social construct it means it's not real and we don't have to care about it 
I just don't like how they're putting it so limitlessly. Like, all you got to do is say you're something and people have to buy it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is why women are getting raped in women's prisons because guys are claiming to be women, transgenders. But like, what the hell? Yeah. All I know, I'm glad my daughter's grown, but if she was a little girl and we were to go to Walmart and my little girl went in the bathroom and I waited for her out there and I seen some dude trying to walk in there claiming to be a, a woman, I'd go to jail. Mm-hmm. I'd go to jail because yeah. I would be living shit out of that guy. <laughs> no doubt. Dude, no doubt. got a beard. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> it is ma'am. <laughs> but no, I mean, this is this is that... This is probably the most important thing that is going on in society right now because I, I, I know a lot of people that they hear about the stuff and they just want to brush it off to the side and ignore it. But like it's not going on everywhere. That's my problem is but, that so many people aren't privy to that, that this is going on mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, they don't they don't understand the full scope of it because they just don't want to look into it. But like a, a main reason why I'm going into all this is because if we look back through history this is not some new phenomenon this has been going on for years and years and years hundreds and hundreds of years this is not going anywhere the only difference now is that is like from the outward appearance it appears like society is like fully embracing it and accepting it and that's what's scary and a lot of people are like well it's not around me so it doesn't bother me not in my what backyard. you don't understand is by the time it gets to your backyard, it's it's too late. Too late. You know, it's just too late. True. These are people that won't be producing more people for the U.S. You know, that that's a bigger picture, too. You know, these people are maiming their genitals never to have another child. Right. Everything's going to be mangled. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, uh, it's, all, it's, all, it's all messed up. People would have to be adopting at that point. And there's only so many kids you can adopt. And it would be from other countries because we wouldn't be breeding. Well, I mean, soon we're gonna run out of soon we're gonna run out of kids to adopt because I mean we're not even we're not even at exactly a, we're not even at a replacement birth rate and it's No, it's something like one point three right now. Well, I think it's one point six. I think it's one point six. It is a little higher than that. Okay. I, I think I still think so. it's not that's, great. that's the last that's the last uh number that I saw. It, it could be still that's not great. Twenty, yeah. thirty years ago, we were like three point five at least or something mm-hmm. like that. We were over three, I know. Well, hell over in like Africa and places like that, they're like at like five. Yeah. Like they they're <laughs> yeah. five, they're, six, they're, ten. Or even a decent sex life, yeah. But um, yeah, like it's uh, this it, it it it's really just this. Now I want to go to the circus. Thanks. We see enough clowns every day. We don't need to go. But let's uh, keep on going into this. This is the last little bit that I want to get into because it really touches on like where this all comes from. Okay, so ancient Greek and Roman writings already mentioned gender change. Before a diagnosis even existed, historical documents described the lives of numerous people whom we would consider transgender today. The development of medical classifications took off in the 19th century, driven by the blooming of natural sciences. In the 19th century, most authors conflated questions of sexual orientation and gender. 
For example, the psychiatrist Kraft Ebing reported cases of transgender people but understood them as paranoia or as the extreme degree of severity in a dimension of sexual inversion. In the early 1900s, doctors such as Magnus Hirschfeld, which we were just reading about, first distinguished homosexual and transgender behavior. The usual yeah, bearded ladies, just sorry to interrupt you, but Bob said uh, there used to be bearded ladies and now they're everywhere. Bearded ladies used to be a rarity and it was a, it was actually a hair follicle condition that some women had and that's why they would join the circus. <laughs> uh, the usual now term. these are women out here. Guys are having beards. Oh my, did you, I'm sorry, but did you see the one where the dude has a beard and he has long hair and yeah. he's wearing a dress like, oh my God. Like they, how? Like literally uh, it's. <laughs> because like for so long, like we've, 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 compl we've like used gender and sex as like interchangeable. And I mean, honestly, if you look at like the people who actually like came up with the term gender, like this is what they were talking about. Like, this is what they always meant. And this, this is what is they their, were striving what for. Goal was. And. That's why I say just just reject the term gender outright. Like it's it's not real. It's a social contract. It was made up. Not real. Save you a headache. No scientific theory behind it. It Even. is a fake term created by pedophile pedophiles. Well, I mean the 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 pedophiles were scientists, so there was but the, this just it proves that created by a fan, by yeah yeah, it, yeah. It, it just proves that science is gay and we should just reject it all negative <laughs> true science we should pay attention to but this shit they try and call science is not real science that man on on donahue explained it pretty damn well yeah it's still gay let's keep on going though we'll stab you in the <laughs> eye with a soldering iron Threatened me with a good time. The usual term for transgender people was transvestite. You can't say that anymore. It's offensive. But it used to be a medical term. Before Harry Benjamin generalized the term transsexual in the mid-20th century, the term transgender became common in the 1970s. Really? Transgender was common in the 1970s? I don't think that's right. I think it was used probably in a different terminology. I don't think it meant what it means today. This this article details the Could evolution of diagnoses for transgender people from DSM three and ICD ten to DSM five and ICD eleven. Those are like the list of like mental illnesses because you know gender dysphoria is a mental illness, and yet we're parading these people around like they're brave heroes instead of actually yeah. helping them. Instead of giving them psychological help, we're just dis disfiguring them. Doing science experiments on them. And saying Which, that if you don't agree with it, you you hate them. You're a hateful technology bigot. has come a long way, but we don't have that kind of technology yet. And we better never have. I hope we don't. But that's that's what the post-humanists are trying to do. I mean, we can't clone people, whether they say that we can or not, or are not allowed to, actually, after they clone something for the first time. They had a meeting and said that it was uh, not allowed, but kind I guarantee they've been doing it. I, I, did, I, did, I, I, I did see a, I did see a funny post uh, the other day. I think it was on Twitter, but it had like um, like 
these side by side actors and actresses in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and like they're they're very very similar, and they're like, oh, the cloning in Hollywood, and I mean, some of the, some of those actors, I mean, they they look a lot alike. But Dude, I mean, look that at all the just... different faces Biden has. Is. Like, have you ever seen that before? The poster, but they they all look different, and they're all around the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Coincidence? I think not. Biden is a clone. Biden has several. I don't clones. like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Oh, Alex, calm down. San Francisco is all about well, you know, gay, gay, gay bathhouses and every. It's all about round the clock sex. It's all. See, that's all he's got on his mind. Come on, man. No, okay, you I'm said done. it, not me. <laughs> Enough fun. We're gonna we're gonna get into this. That way, we can wrap this up soon. But yeah, this it's it's interesting. It's sick and repulsive. Degenerates. Okay, so yeah, so this is just talking about the gender dysphoria. It's a psychiatric diagnosis in the fifth edition of the DSM in 2013. And now they're trying like the the biggest thing with the is like because like things to make you come indeed indeed but like 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 even homosexuality used to be uh uh labeled as a uh mental illness and like a lot of people like they that they got that they got that removed like the scientists were like no it's it's not a mental illness anymore and a lot of people are are like well we're just starting to understand it more and we're just starting to like you know be more accepting but if you actually look into it it was big money that went into it and they were like hey we don't we don't like that you guys are saying this about this you guys need to get rid of it because you know scientists can be bought and paid and why I say science is gay and I don't trust most of them. But anyways, anyways, so gender incongruence appeared in ICD-11, the WHO, the World Health Organization classification that was approved in 2019 and should be effective in 2022. So yeah, all that stuff. Gender metamorphoses in the Greco-Roman culture. You want to go ahead and read this one? The medical classifications that appeared in the Age of Enlightenment regarded themselves as heirs to the Greco-Roman models of antiquity. Non-binary gender and gender transformations were common themes in Greco-Roman mythology. In the metamorphosis, the Greek, whatever the hell that is, means transformations. (laughs) Oh, it means transformations. I'm going to try and read that three three times fast. The Roman poet Ovid, uh, CA 8 AD. What's the CA? I don't know. Uh, Category? I I don't know what the CA is. Relates how Tiresias was transformed into a woman punished for disturbing two giant snakes mating. He lived as a woman for seven years before being turned into a man again. Once Jupiter, expansive with wine and exchanging pleasantries with Juno, told her that the woman derived more sexual pleasure, voluptus, voluptuous, no, that's not voluptuous, voluptus, than men. Book 3, 320. Juno denied it, and they agreed to to ask Tiresias for his opinion since he had known sex from both perspectives. As the arbiter of the dispute, Tiresias did confirm Jupiter's words. Ovid further narrates uh, 
book. Uh, that would be book 12, 190. How Canis Koivik, a renowned beauty, I don't know, renowned beauty, was raped by Poseidon, the god of the sea. In response to Poseidon's <coughs> offer to real, realize a wish, she asked to be transformed into a man to prevent the re reputation of such an assault. Thus, Canis became as a, as a man, Canis, a famous warrior who received the, the additional faculty of having a skin that any weapon could not wound. Wow. So I, I, I just want to point this out that like the the first part of like the this historical background that PubMed is trying to get into is, you know, made up myth mythological Greco-Roman stories that were written by poets. And it's. That's how they're going to start it. That's a, 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 like, like they they do get into like more more things. Like they're talking down here about uh, Roman. Well, the Empire. Romans up on the uh, wall in a uh, sex house or whatever brothel, or whatever you want to call it, uh, they actually had depictions of the service that you wanted as you walked in. Some depictions were two men, some were two women, some were man and woman, some were multiple people basically an orgy mm -hmm. and you would basically walk in and pick which depicting you want depiction you wanted that day so this shit has started way before even now mm -hmm. you know and i mean the the romans they they're and they it didn't degenerate. work for them <laughs> it didn't work for them they, they, were, <laughs> they were also very uh keen on uh bestiality in the Colosseum and lions and tigers and bears oh no <laughs> giraffes Panthers, just all sorts of platypus. Did they have a platypus in there? <laughs> I, I I actually think I read a story that they had a platypus in there. <laughs> Platypi. Oh my gosh! But yeah, so that that's where they're starting with this. They're talking about um a lot of the Roman stuff, which yeah, the Romans were really weird, and it's probably why their empire died off. And now we're looking at what's going on now, and we're just wondering when our time is going to be up. Well, if we don't do something soon, it'll be sooner than you think. Okay, so the Roman Empire, Elagabalus, whatever. Elagabalus. Heliogabalus. <laughs> Listen to these names. Might be the first historical record of a famous person asking to be addressed femininely and requesting surgical sexual reassignment. According to Cassius Dio... Wow. Um, El, 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 yeah, whatever that word is, once said, Call me not El Lord, Lord, for I am a lady. It is ma'am. Also, he asked physicians to contrive a woman's vagina in his body through an incision, promising them large sums for doing so. Whoever that guy is, mm -hmm. was just an adolescent when he became an emperor and hardly an adult. When assassinated, Cassius Dio, a statesman and historian who wrote in Greek, was a contemporary of whatever his name is. However, <laughs> he was not a direct witness since he was in Perga Perg Pergamum and uh, Smyrna. Smyrna, yeah, during most of that guy's reign, <laughs> which he generally depicted as a period of decline. That yeah, guy, that dude, that fella. And then it gets into um, 
Yeah, the the behavior before the diagnostics classifications, all that stuff in Europe. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to close it up, dude. I can hear my dogs whining. Uh, one thing that I wanted to... Oh, yes, here. This this gets into more of um, um, that last guy. Uh, I already forgot his name. Um, but this guy here, um, the essential Carl point Heinrich in Carl Heinrich Ulrich theory of homosexuality in 1864 was a conviction that the male homosexual <laughs> possesses a female soul enclosed in a male body. That Latin thing right there. Ulrich believed that both possibilities of sexual development remain possible in the embryo's early stages when the sexual organs were not yet differentiated. He saw confirmation of this idea in the existence of hermaphrodites. He postulated that there must be a germ that determined whether the sexual organs would develop male or female. To explain the discrepancy between the sexual organs and the sexual orientation, he postulated the existence of another germ that determined the direction of the sex drive. We will see that this model uh, prefigures another biological conception. The term homosexuality was coined in 1869 by the Austro-Hungarian writer Karl Maria. Yeah. But yeah, that's anima, anima, mulibris, and corpora virilla inclusa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that this 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 like right here where they're talking about like sexual development remained possible in the embryos early stages. Like this this is like the same idea that like they were talking about in uh, that little clip of uh, Paul Don or Phil Donahue where they were like. You know, we 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 could tell this stuff from utero, and you know, this just 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 pointing out. I can like, almost guarantee, up until a, a person, whether it be male or female, does not know or have any idea of sex until they hit puberty, unless they're you know groomed, unless they're groomed via school, but, via leaders, via all kinds of places. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more in here, but I mean, you guys, you guys get the general gist of what I'm trying to lay out in this is that like none of this stuff is new; it's all very old. I'm gonna link fight like this. hell peacefully. True, true. But um, yeah, yeah. Then I, I I'll I'm gonna put all these uh, links in um. Uh, all the stuff i'll put it in the discord i'll put it in the telegram i'll put it on uh the Substack. that way you guys can read all this stuff and be completely grossed Speak out as yourself. much as i am but yeah it's 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 been good it's been fun let me uh i want to go ahead and uh remind people stay real stay free man i want to remind people of this uh you guys can find the link to the link tree in the description of this video that way you can follow us wherever we're at. We got the link to the Substack, the Telegram, the Discord. You can follow me on Twitter. Sometimes I say funny stuff. Check it. Check all that stuff out, though. I write some good blogs. Um, we're probably just going to stick with Rumble for now. We were talking about that the other day because we don't really get a whole lot of traction anywhere else. Uh, 
Rumble has kind of been like a like a like a good place for us. We're starting to get more eyes on this and feels homey. Feels yeah. roomy. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Thank Bob. You. Great to Bye. have you as always. So yeah, I mean, yeah, just just make sure if you guys are watching this, smash the like button, leave a comment in the comment section. Like that's the only thing that I don't like about Rumble is it doesn't replay the live chat. So if you guys could, it would help with the algorithm. Go down and leave a comment of what you think in the comment section because yeah, um, the live chat doesn't go back to the comments. It's the only thing that I don't like about Rumble right now. But hopefully, hopefully they change that because that would be that would be cool be really cool <clears throat> but yeah that's pretty much all we got um let me go ahead and run this ad real quick for new viewers possible new viewers hopefully you guys made it all this way but let's go <laughs> couple of hoosiers podcast you can find us on apple podcast spotify Castbox, pretty much anywhere that you get your podcast we do a live stream show every wednesday and saturday on rumble and then well we used to upload to odyssey youtube and bit shoot but we're not going to mess with that anymore because those places are gay. But go to cohpodcast.substack.com. Yeah, I write blogs for all the episodes plus some other interesting topics that I like to write about. Go check them out. I'm, the last uh, one that I did on uh, the Biden crime family was a pretty good one. I liked it. <laughs> but, yeah, go check it out. Let me know what you think. We're going to get out of here because... Have a good rest of your week, man. Charlie has dogs to take care of. I'm sorry. Himself. They love me. I love them. Uh. Aw. Aw. So sweet. But yeah, you guys, uh, you guys have a good one, and we will see you on Saturday. Bye.